2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
3: And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's the uh, President's Day edition. Not really. But happy President's Day to you. Has anybody said that to you yet?
4: Uh, no, John. No. You're the very first one. <laughs> it's so special and very meaningful nice. to me.
3: Happy! Pre- a lot of people have the day off.
4: Do you prefer Lincoln or Washington? Well, that's
3: a tough one. Uh...
4: Just a little this or
3: that. This or that. Uh, I think you have to go Washington because he set the standard. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, without Washington, it could be craziness.
4: I think you have to go Lincoln. Oh. I feel like you have to go Lincoln just because.
3: Of course. I mean, I'm not saying. Yeah,
4: he shepherded you through the hardest part.
3: Yeah, I get it. But without Washington, none of the things would exist. Washington's lack of ego. The yeah, lack of wanting to be a king.
4: Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. You could I really have a crazy person
3: that. in there, but it's going to change the entire direction I of the I really country.
4: appreciate that. Right. Okay, so you go Washington, I go Lincoln. All right, sounds
3: good to me. That's fine. Yeah, this or that. Okay. It's the Monday first mm-hmm. thing edition. It is. Yeah, very nice. Uh, you're back from Nashville. Yeah. How nice.
4: Took a little trip there with Excellent. my hub.
3: Excellent. Oh, Always it's nice to get out and see the world, Handed. isn't it? We have a good time. You hear some music?
4: We heard really good music. Really? I mean, every time I've been to Nashville, I've heard good music. But this time was the topper. Really? Yeah.
3: Do
5: we, tell.
4: Well, I mean, we went specifically to hear a concert at the Ryman by mm-hmm. guitarist Corey Wong, and it was really mm. outstanding. It was great. Um, it's the second time I've heard a concert there. No bad seats. Mm. The sound was excellent. Uh, we sat in doing. the very last row. What? The very last row, and it was an excellent seat. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just small enough. How big of a space? How many uh, seats? Probably, it's a total guess. I bet it seats 800. Oh, it's small. Yeah. Okay. That's my guess. Small list for a concert Yeah. So it was a terrific show. Um, But then just around Nashville, I mean, so many talented people. We know that there are epic guitar players all over the city. But some great singers, some really good bands in a space of maybe an hour we heard a a truly top shelf uh country electric guitar player and we heard a band absolutely crushing metallica no. i mean playing set band no and a woman who was uh, on the voice a couple of years ago just out outsta- i mean just there's so much talent yeah. there
3: any street buskers
4: yeah but they weren't very good
3: oh they weren't i hate
4: to say that cuz that sounds but they weren't i mean that's good. gutsy so they they show up in they show there's, up thinking, yeah I'm gonna break in. And there's not much happening there. Yeah. Yeah. But That's we it. heard some, and we heard some real down home country, like some mm. hee-haw stuff,
3: <laughs> old school. Yep. Yeah. Yep. On the street corner or uh, uh, in bars. In clubs, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
4: Some really good stuff. And I had hot chicken. What do you mean you had hot chicken? Twice. twice.
3: What's hot chicken? You know hot
4: chicken? No. You don't know hot chicken, John? Uh, so it's like uh, it's a Nashville specialty. It's fried chicken. And I believe in the batter of the chicken is hot sauce. And then there's hot sauce poured Mm, all the heck mm, over mm. it. Mm. So for someone like myself who's always said, I'm not really into heat. yeah, um, I am now into heat because it was so delicious. I had it twice. The second time I was eating it at midnight. (laughs) How'd you dream? I was... I mean, it was there was a lot going on yeah, I bet cognitively there was. Yeah,
3: after that. I'm sure, there sure was. But it's
4: really delicious. I I I got to medium,
3: okay, which I'm sure is super super. It's hot. pretty pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. See, you reach a point where it all you're tasting is the hot. Yes. Right.
4: Yes. You have to try. It's so delicious. I mean, I, I would eat it right now. Really? I loved mm. it so much.
3: I wonder if anybody in Pittsburgh does hot chicken.
4: I don't know. Wonder, right? I wonder. I bet if they do it, it's not quite the same.
3: Well, because, of course, it's a local specialty, right? right? So you can never replicate right. it. Right. It's
4: not like, you know, right. there's a Primanti's in Nashville.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's, you know.
4: But, man, it's good. Okay. Hot chicken is Excellent. good. Very nice. Mm. Okay, good.
3: Welcome back. Thank happy you. I g- yeah. appreciate that. we got a big show for you today. But before we get underway, as we always do before the show starts, Kath gives us new stories for the day. So without further ado, Kath, please, the top four at four.
4: For Monday, February 20th, 2023, mm-hmm. happy birthday to my daughter, Katie Rose.
3: Hey, Katie Rose.
4: 21 today. Twenty-one today. Okay, that's fully. Katie,
3: holy smokes!
4: Katie Rose, I love you with all yeah. my heart. You doing anything? Uh, well, we're not able to see her today. Right,
3: right. She's at college. Right. So
4: there's yeah.
3: A little phone call? Have you done a phone? call Oh, we've call already yet?
4: done a phone call. Okay. We'll do another phone call. Good. And we're going to stretch it out so that we can do a like a fit celebration mm-hmm. with food items, a dinner with cake that I'll make, mm-hmm. like with presents, the whole thing. Nice. But it's going to have to be delayed a little bit. Do
3: you remember like your twenty-first?
4: Yes. 21st. You know where I went? Where? Chee-Cheese. <laughs> to have a... Where? Here? Have, Over on here. Road to oh. have a strawberry daiquiri <laughs> with my friends from high school. <laughs> oh,
3: boy. Is that dating That's... me or is that Chee-chees. dating Yeah. A strawberry daiquiri. That was your first legal drink. Yep. Oof. <laughs> That's rough. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I
4: probably had a chimichanga after it. <laughs>
3: Chee-Cheese. All All right. right. Anyway. Did they come and sing happy birthday to you? Yeah, with a big hat. And, oh
4: and they were God. clapping. That was, that was crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Should we get to the news? Please, thank you. Yeah. Lex, should I get to the news? Oh, why not? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Number one A magnitude 6.3 earthquake struck southern Turkey on Monday near its shared border with northern Syria. Can you believe that? Mm, again. Uh, The quake was centered in Turkey's Hatay province. It came two weeks after, of course, the same region was devastated by a series of earthquakes and aftershocks that killed more than 46,000 people. Now, this was originally reported as a 6.4, uh, a depth of 10 kilometers. Mm. It's since been revised to 6.3. Not that that really mm. has any Not functional really. difference, no. but that's what CBS News is reporting. Uh, so we'll continue to follow that story. Number two, President Biden made a dramatic unannounced visit wow. to Kiev today. Uh, he conveyed American support, ongoing support for Ukraine, just four days before the anniversary of Russia's full-scale invasion. Um Biden was spotted with uh, the Ukrainian leader outside Saint Michael's Golden-Domed Monastery shortly before noon local time. Mm. Apparently, they told Russia ahead of time that they were going to be doing this. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Following talks with Zelensky and a visit to the U.S. Embassy, the president departed Kiev several hours later, according to a reporter traveling with him. Uh, and I'm reading here from the Washington Post: Biden's visit, however brief though, represented one of the most remarkable presidential trips in modern history, sending him into a country at war and a city under regular bombardment without the heavy U.S. military presence that provided protective shield during previous stops in Iraq or Afghanistan. Number three, John. It's a rare moment in modern history when both of a state's U.S. senators are sidelined with health issues. But that is the case with ours. Of course, Democrats hold a 51 seat majority, but Pennsylvania's two Democratic senators are absent. Our senior Senator Bob Casey is recovering from surgery for prostate cancer. And the day after that, John Fetterman, of course, checked himself into Walter Reed for treatment for clinical depression, which may last at least a few weeks. State Democratic Party officials say there's been no talk of a possibility that. Either might have to resign due to health care issues, but if that would happen, uh, it'll be up to the governor to appoint somebody to take one of their places. The U.S. Senate doesn't return to session until February 27th. And number four, researchers are announcing that a 53-year-old man in Germany has been cured of HIV. HIV. Referred to as the Dusseldorf patient to protect his privacy, researchers said he is the fifth confirmed case of an HIV cure. Mm. Now, this is not long-term remission, doctors are saying. This is really a cure. No detectable virus in his body, even after stopping his HIV medication four years ago. For most people, HIV is a lifelong infection and the virus is never fully eradicated. Thanks to modern medication, people with HIV can live long and healthy lives. But this Dusseldorf patient joins a small group of people who've been cured under extreme circumstances after a stem cell transplant. And that's your top four at four. Fabulous. And of course, let me just say before we leave that Michael Jordan has donated $10 million to make a wish for his 60th birthday.
3: Do you not love Michael Jordan? Happy birthday, it Michael up, Indeed. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Kathy just given a, a peek of the world news. We go next, as we always do every Monday, to the White House, where Greg Clarkson will join us and look at news across the nation and around the world. SRI News White House correspondent, up next here on The Ride Home.
6: WORD.
7: When it comes to controlling others in our lives, there's a danger that can lead to a lot of destruction. And we might be unaware of it. Here's Tim Kimmel.
8: You're either looking down the barrel of a high controller or you're looking down the sights. But one way or the other, this is just a this is just a human problem.
7: The high cost of high control. Next time on Family Life Today with David Ann
9: Wilson.
8: Tomorrow morning at nine on 101.5 Word FM W O
9: R D. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, Medishare sixty-five plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MetaShare 65+. plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's
10: 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is that. They need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000.
11: South Point Telecom specializes in electronic chimes for your church or community center. Replace or upgrade your existing bells with affordable, high-fidelity musical carillons. This is Don Hoder with 30 years experience at South Point. Point Telecom with audio video systems, office phones, and computer cabling. Phone me now for a quick, affordable price. 412 646 6262 or go to SouthPointTelecom.com.
3: We are efforting right now to head to the White House where Greg Clugston from SRN News is uh, efforting to join
4: us. There's a lot of efforting going on somewhere in between. On, on both sides, yeah. we're we're a little stuck. Mm-hmm. I was in Washington D.C. yesterday. You were? So oh, I had uh, a layover. At were Dallas? Uh, yes, I was at Dallas. Mm-hmm. I could hear the partisan infighting from the <laughs> tarmac. You by yourself. I could sense it. Did
3: you Get a T-shirt.
4: Uh, I didn't get a T-shirt. I did wait in line for 40 minutes at Starbucks, though.
3: Okay. Well, Greg says he's uh, in the waiting room. Lex, he's in our waiting room, but. Uh, uh, Okay. Somewhere in the waiting room. It's mm-hmm. a big. I'm sure it's a big waiting room. It's
4: a huge waiting room. Right.
3: The Zoom room. Right. I was on a Zoom call today a little earlier.
4: How'd that go? Were you in the waiting room there?
3: Uh, no, I came right in okay. and I decided not to appear on camera.
4: That is a controversial choice. I took
3: some flack immediately.
4: Yeah, because what you like? You think your hair looks bad? I or just you...
3: didn't want to be on camera. <laughs>
4: you right. know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. Just don't be on camera. I, they they give me a hard time. I said there'll be an appearance fee if I have to appear on camera.
4: Okay, now here's the thing: when other people though have their camera off, how do you feel? <laughs> see, you hate <laughs> that, don't you?
3: Like they're like they're not really efforting.
4: Exactly, like they're mm-hmm. doing something else. Well,
3: no, I wasn't doing anything else. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in my office. But see, but
4: when you but when you're looking at some, is it working? Like
3: oh, there we go. Oh, we're yeah. good. All yeah. right.
4: But yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I get when, it. but when you're looking at somebody else, you're instantly assuming that they're reading a book or right. you know
3: it's a little like you know icon pops up and i i was involved in the conversation but i just you know
4: remember in the early days of the ride home i think it was the first conference call that we ever did mm-hmm. and i was watering my garden <laughs> And I didn't I didn't put it on mute. I do
3: remember that. Yeah. And I had to tell you. Yeah, you're this,
4: like, oh, what is go, what are a, you doing? an odd
3: sound coming from you. Yeah. Well, not watering his garden, but with us here in person, <laughs> Greg Clarkson, SRA News White House correspondent. Greg, we knew that you were there in the waiting room. Thanks for being with us. Oh, good to be here and good to be connected. Hi, yeah. How is everybody? We're good. Happy Monday to you.
4: Yeah. Okay. So Thank this you. is uh, a surprise to hear the president was in Ukraine today. Uh, tell us the details, Greg.
12: Yeah, uh, really fascinating. We can get into sort of the logistics of how he got there in just a moment. But essentially, he showed up in the capital city of of Kiev, Ukraine, this morning, just about 8 a.m., and he was on the ground there in that capital city for about five hours. He met with the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, uh, was at the palace. They uh, later did a walkabout on the streets of Ukraine uh, visited uh, a cathedral there, uh, laid a wreath at a, at a war memorial. They had private meetings also uh, while they were in the palace. Uh, and then the president did meet with the U.S. embassy staff before he left. But essentially, uh, this surprise visit came a day before he was to arrive in Poland. Tomorrow was the original schedule, and he was going to be spending the next two days, uh, really just uh, three days ahead of the anniversary or 4 days ahead of the anniversary of the uh, year one year invasion of Russia invading Ukraine uh to really you know bolster continued international support uh, among allies, and to show a a vote of uh, confidence and strength for for Ukraine. He wanted to do that in person with Zelensky. Uh, The pictures are are pretty stunning to see an American president standing there amidst a war zone, essentially, uh, in the capital city of Kiev
3: earlier today. That's spot on, Greg. I mean, it is an amazing uh, image of seeing the two of them walking down the street together. I mean, can you imagine... All the detail, the security detail that goes into effect, when was the last time a U.S. president walked down any street, let alone a street in a war zone? I mean, it's just I can't imagine what had to take place.
12: Why well, We could remember uh, Presidents Trump and Obama and Bush um, all visiting uh, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, for example, while those conflicts were underway, those were different, however, situations in Iraq and Afghanistan because the United States had a military presence there. There were there were military bases there that were operated by American forces. That's not the case in Ukraine. Uh, there are no U.S. forces uh, in the capital city there of of Kiev or uh, elsewhere fighting this conflict against Russian invaders. Uh, so it truly was a war zone that didn't have the security. You know, sort of perimeter that those other Iraq and Afghanistan sites had. So it it was it was a risky situation here. Uh, but uh, the president felt adamant about going. We are told by White House officials that planning for this uh, was months in the making, as you might imagine, although a final decision wasn't made until Friday by the president, Friday evening, Friday late in the day. Uh, before his departure early yesterday morning. Fabulous.
3: So uh, talk to us uh, about what was said. Any uh, idea the two communicated? I mean, it feels as though every time that uh, Zelensky and the president get together, uh, there are some money or arms changing hands. This is more the same? It was more of the same. And essentially, we've heard President
12: Biden say for some time uh, that the United States is committed, especially his administration is committed. But the U.S. is committed to Ukraine for as long as it takes. And he wanted to demonstrate that in person with a face to face visit uh, just shy of this anniversary this week Uh, and in the midst of conflict. uh, Other other foreign leaders have visited Ukraine, but uh, the, uh, the United States was not represented by its president until today. And the president did announce almost uh, another half billion dollars in security uh, assistance. Um, And these are, you know, uh, these are developments of of, uh, different types of uh, military assistance that have been going out, uh, you know, tens of billions of dollars over the last year. And uh, the president essentially said that we will continue to uh, support, along with our allies, the effort for Ukraine to defend its sovereignty and its fight against Russia. And really, John and Kathy, what's interesting is just a very few minutes ago, we were able to get a a pool report from the one. uh, There were two journalists that were allowed to travel uh, from start to finish with President Biden um, and uh, the print pool reporter from The Wall Street Journal and an AP photographer. And uh, those were the only two that left Washington and went on the entire trip. And we've just learned that President Biden is now back in Poland as of just within the last hour. But this is how uh, this is how it unfolded. They left uh, Andrews Air Force Base yesterday morning at 415 in the morning on a government jet and flew to Ramstein Air Base, um, a U.S. air base in Germany uh, for a refueling stop. They then flew to southeast Poland and then got off the plane got into a motorcade of vehicles drove about another hour to a small town and a train station just a few miles from the Ukraine Poland border and then there was a 10 hour overnight train trip wow into really? the capital city of Kiev wow yes then as uh, as i mentioned the president was on the ground for 5 plus hours got back on the same train, and just within the last hour or 90 minutes, that 10-hour train ride back deposited him back to Poland. So he's now back in Poland territory and will continue with his planned visit tomorrow and Wednesday.
4: Man, i got to give him props. That is a gutsy move. 20
12: hours on a train. Holy cow. Yeah. And, you know, somewhat fitting uh, for for Joe Biden, who has loved and traveled on trains uh, his entire life. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's cool i don't know that's how many times cool.
4: he's done it in a war zone
3: yeah probably never right? no yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah
12: well you know parts of new jersey on the way yeah to no the- it's a good
4: <laughs> right. point no. east palestine that's, ohio that's right. fair that's, that's right. valid we're right. talking to greg Clugston, srn news white house correspondent um so it's almost the one year anniversary of the russian invasion uh and uh it's hard to believe in some ways that it's been that long uh other ways, it seems like this has been going on forever. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine uh, what the people who were actually living through this uh, are experiencing. But is there going to be any, um, any things that are going on in the Washington area to celebrate, to commemorate, not celebrate, but to commemorate Mm -hmm. this? Greg, do you hear anything about that?
12: I I don't know about any specific events or ceremonies uh, that would commemorate, but obviously the president Timed his travel this week to meet with uh, with key leaders in the region uh, in Poland tomorrow and Wednesday, just ahead of the the official one year visit later this uh, one year invasion mark later this week. And obviously, Poland has played such a key role as a neighbor there to Ukraine. They have taken in millions of people as, as refugees. And uh, by all accounts, um, the, the Polish people in small towns and large have just mm-hmm. have opened up their towns, their homes, uh, their communities and have uh, taken. And they're not the only country that has done that, of course, but um, they have taken a large, large share. And so the president is going to be commending Poland. Uh, During this visit as well, simply because of the role they have played from a humanitarian perspective
3: from the White House. We're speaking with SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Greg, uh, let's talk about another president. Uh, It was announced over the weekend that former President Jimmy Carter has entered into hospice care. 98 years of age. Uh, By all accounts, uh, greatly beloved, an amazing figure, uh, probably more powerful or more influential, I should say, as a former president than he was with these years in the White House. There has been an outpouring of love and support for the former president.
12: Boy, there sure has. And it's really and you make a good point there, John, and others have made it as well, is that his post presidency has been so inspiring Mm -hmm. uh, and effective in a way that we haven't really seen with a lot of other a lot of other presidents after they have left the White House. Jimmy Carter was a one-term president. He was elected uh, in 1976. He lost in a landslide four years later. Uh, he had to deal with double-digit inflation and uh, an extended hostage crisis in Iran uh, during part of his one year or part of his one term in office. Um, and so it wasn't a highlight uh f- Politically, for a lot of Democrats and the Democratic Party, having Jimmy Carter in office, although there were some po- foreign policy achievements uh, between the Egyptians and the Israelis that he helped, uh, uh, you know, broker some Middle East peace there. Um, but his work and his volunteer efforts, Habitat for Humanity, his Carter Center, which is devoted to human rights endeavors. He won a Nobel Peace Prize in the early 2000s for his work at the Carter Center uh, and just his quiet faith. Uh, he and his wife, Rosalind uh, married 76 years. So he's not oh only the gosh. oldest oldest living president at age 98, but they are the longest married presidential couple of 76-plus years. Wow. It's really something. Fabulous. Wow. And of course, uh, also, he was known up until recently, uh, he, because of health reasons, he had to stop, but he's, he was known for years of teaching a weekly Sunday school class at his local Baptist church.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, uh the good news is that there is this outpouring of wishes. And, of course, I think anybody knows if you've had a loved one in, enter into hospice care, it could last a few days. It could last, uh, you know, six months or more. So Jimmy Carter will be with us, at least for the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. although probably his last public appearance
12: most likely he's he's overcomes, you know, cancer and some other health scares and incidents over the last number of years. Uh, But this decision to avoid any further medical intervention and to go with hospice uh, signals that uh, he's on his final journey here. Mm
4: -hmm. All right, Greg. Well, we want to thank you for being with us today. But before you leave us, uh, I just got back from a trip to Nashville with my husband and was telling John about a hot chicken. Is this something you're familiar with?
12: It is my my son is a college student in Nashville, and uh, we have loved eating hot chicken during our visits the last four years.
4: How delicious is the hot chicken mm-hmm. I, I just I could eat it right now. Mm-hmm.
12: Uh, I I'm with you. I am totally in favor of it. Um, I I tend to like hot spicy foods, not to the point that the fire over overcomes the taste. That's I think the there's problem. a good balance to have there. Right, right. Uh, and uh, there is some very good hot chicken in Nashville. No mm. question. And do you
4: have a particular uh, establishment that you prefer in Nashville? It's
12: well, I've been to Hattie B's and yeah. then I've been to the other location that was also considered. I think maybe the the original, and the name of that one is Princess. escaping me right now. Yes, Princess. I've been to both of them. Yes, you have yep. any it's...
4: preference there?
12: Uh, I've been to Hattie B's three times and Prince's just uh, twice. Um, boy, they were both—they were both very good. Okay. It's hard to pick. You can't—you to... can't go wrong either location. Yeah,
4: I think I think our our mission between the two of us is just to get John there.
3: I've not been there. Yeah, <laughs> sometime. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely on for that road trip. I mean, the okay. best I got is Chick Fil A.
4: Yeah, okay. I mean it's good, but it's it's not as good.
3: Hey, Greg, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us today. You're welcome. Have a good week. Thank you. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent.
1: Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. That's
13: 724-NEW-ROOF. What, it right,
14: call doing it
13: right. what if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner
10: 8000. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right? Call doing it right.
9: 724 New Roof.
6: 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, "Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, iHeartTuneIn, and Odyssey.
15: Mom's early Alzheimer's diagnosis was
6: hard to take. And when I left the oven on, we decided together that it was time to see a doctor and make a plan. Early detection gave us more time to seek out information and support as a family. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. For more information, visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
7: Cloudy skies for tonight with a passing shower. Tonight's low 39. couple of morning showers tomorrow. Otherwise, it'll be windy with clouds yielding the sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 50. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tomorrow night with a low of 28. As we look to Wednesday, we'll see a thick cloud cover with rain in the afternoon. Expect a high Wednesday of 48. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: We're with a... Uh small group last night and uh, the conversation turned to the magnificence of God and somebody in the group said, well, you know, I, I, I look at the James Webb telescope and the images that are, that we are given from that as the majesty of God. I mean, it it goes back some billions and billions and billions, 13 billion years. Mm. uh, They're saying they can go back and look at, well,
4: doesn't that like, We toss off those numbers like that makes any kind of sense.
3: I know. 13 billion years. There are, you know, thousands of galaxies, trillions of stars, unnumbered planets. But um, this new discovery is fascinating, I think, to star watchers or sky watchers because we, the Milky Way, you know, this is our home, the Milky Way. We live in what's known as a spiral galaxy, right? I mean, have you seen the image of the spiral galaxy? Right. What the Milky
4: Way looks like from. F- yeah, far away. From a
3: distance. Well, apparently the James Webb Telescope has discovered another spiral galaxy. Huh. Before we thought we, we were the only one. Yeah, of right. course. But here's another one. Now, the thing is, <laughs> it's billions of light years away. Not that we're going to go and visit. Oh, hey, let's go to the other spiral galaxy. But just to think that there's something out there that's similar to ours, I, I just think it's so fascinating. It is. I mean...
4: So what does that mean? I'm, I'll, I cried that that might be an unanswerable question.
3: I would say so. But
4: what what are the characteristics of a spiral galaxy that would? We need to talk to Hugh Ross, right? Yeah, yeah. That would, not to
3: me, not to, yeah.
4: Right. That would cause us to think, oh, well, similar things might be happening mm-hmm. in that galaxy than happen here. Well, Do you I, think they have hot chicken?
3: <laughs> they might have hot chicken. Yeah, uh, maybe it's maybe it's the opposite of us though. Maybe it's just cold chicken. Oh, maybe, that's right. Good. Good I good. hadn't thought of that possibility. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, if you get a chance, the, the James Webb telescope is just unbelievable. What a great, incredible scientific achievement. And the images from there, I mean, we thought the Hubble telescope was fabulous. And of course it is, but this is beyond that times 10. So anyway, we are not alone as far as mm-hmm. the spirals are right. concerned, right. right? And we had that conversation about the idea of aliens. I mean, we talked about that more often than not. Yes, right?
4: we talked about it a whole bunch of uh-huh. times.
3: Do you believe that aliens are out there among us? Uh, Hugh Ross is a very definitive answer, doesn't he? Not? Mm, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know. for No, it's you know, anybody. It's, yeah, it's he a, has a definitive opinion. Yes. It's an educated... He doesn't answer. have a definitive answer. Yes, in right. some ways, isn't it? Yeah. The meanderings of what may
4: be out there. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter.
3: It doesn't matter. But just that we get a little tiny peek is so cool, right? To see that... For sure. just... Un-
4: you know just, what else I on saw and on and on. Uh, last week? I was waiting at an airport, and I saw a... Uh, it was a photograph that had been altered to show the side of the planet Jupiter. Mm. So it was just, you know, basically the side where the storm is. Yeah. Okay. So not the entire planet, but just that side of it. Mm. And then the size of Earth put up against it.
3: Oh, yeah. with Like a little teensy dot.
4: How could everything that happens in this complicated globe... Right. Be so shockingly insignificant. That's
3: it? I mean, that's Carl Sagan, the pale blue dot.
4: Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I cannot get over the size discrepancy mm-hmm. between it, Earth and Jupiter. And then you're talking about a spiral galaxy, billions
3: of billions, billions of light years away. It just yeah.
4: your brain can't get to I that. I mean,
3: anyone who's ever lived, anyone who's loved or longed for any um, empire that falls mm-hmm. or rises, it's on this pale blue dot that we insist that we have all the answers to (laughs) we float out there just a pixel in the mix of it all it really is amazing. we are
4: sure about a lot of things that we should just Mm -hmm. be more open-minded about i think
3: hey uh one thing we're not sure of is uh
4: what's going on at asbury university
3: there's been a lot of conversation about people in prayerful praise of christ the lord some are calling it a revival we'll talk about revivals next on the ride home 101.5
6: WORD
3: When God created us, He had a purpose for our lives.
8: I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, He has created us for a life of good deeds, which He has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A Fresh Look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5
16: WORD. My six-year-old nephew got his first Bible for Christmas this year. He raised the Bible over his head in celebration, and as he did, caught his mom on the bridge of her nose, leaving us considering stitches. Hebrew says that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, but I don't think this is what that meant. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we'd like to slam you in the head with an important word as well. Many experts believe that even with interest rates higher, this year should be a better year to buy a home. Inventory should go up. Competition over homes has come down, allowing prices to stabilize. Closing cost concessions from the seller are back in play, making it for many a good time to finally find that dream home while it's available with the strategy to refinance once rates settle. If your family is thinking new home, we hope you'll remember us we direct lender advantage and that we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing. A big thing my nephew would definitely celebrate. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. license number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672.
6: Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84, Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84.
2: Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com.
1: Roofing, siding, or remodeling? right, call doing
5: it
3: 724 New Roof. What is a revival? Like me, my guess is a lot of us, when we first heard the news about what's happening at Asbury University, the headlines were, Revival at Christian College, something to that effect. And I thought, what is happening there? Well, followed along, if you did follow along, whether on YouTube or some people we know went and traveled, People gathered, mostly college students, and they were essentially in praise and worship for more than a week's time, almost two weeks. Colin Hansen is back with us. He's the vice president for content, editor-in-chief of the Gospel Coalition, as well as the executive director of the Keller Center for Culture Apologetics. He hosts the Gospel Bound podcast, has contributed to books, including... Timothy Keller, His Spiritual and Intellectual Formation, and Rediscover Church, Why the Body of Christ is Essential. And Colin, welcome back today. Uh, You have written extensively about revivals.
5: I have, interestingly, in this
17: new book that I've got on Tim Keller. He was a part of two significant revivals. Sometimes we might think of revivals as this national, international phenomenon, and it can be that. We often term those awakenings. But Tim Keller went through this a couple different times in his life. And interestingly, one was as an undergraduate in what we often known as the the Jesus Movement of the 1960s and 1970s. So that was a big part of his story in there. And then also when he started uh, Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City, late 1980s, early 1990s, a local revival in that area, which is basically a way of saying that, if you want to use the old language, that a number of Christians were quickened, In their sense of the Holy Spirit's work in their life, there was conviction of sin, there was outpouring of prayer, a desire to spend a lot of time with God's people, basically just what we're seeing in Asbury right now.
4: It seems online, the ongoing question is, is this a revival? And I guess my first question to you is, is it important that that we determine that?
17: Well, I think it's because a lot of us are actually immersed in the history. And so we want to be able to categorize it. We want to be able to say, oh, is this, the, is this a, another Great Awakening? Is this going to spread to all of the different campuses? Is this going to change America? And I think so for people who've studied it, they think about the First Great Awakening. They think about George Woodfield and Jonathan Edwards in the early 1740s, basically colonial America, or they think about the Second Great Awakening and think about the Prayer Meeting Revival was started in New York City, 1857-58, largest national awakening in American history. So I think people want to jump straight to what does this mean? And I got to say, it's probably because it's the first time we've seen something like this in the social media era. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of happening oh, in yeah. real time in ways. So, I mean, you go back to Asbury itself, I think if I'm not, not mistaken, what I saw from them was the last time They saw something like this was 2006. Well, pre-smartphone, pre-Facebook, pre-Twitter, right around the beginning of YouTube, if I'm not mistaken.
3: So it's
17: kind of the first real-time revival that we've seen.
3: I see. So Colin, then the machinery of this, uh, does it necessitate that multiple revivals take place before what we would call an awakening or a great awakening?
17: Yeah, I think that's right. So if we were, and and we are seeing some evidence of this, I can, you know, one of the place where I teach, Stanford University, we've had a very similar dynamic playing out, and I've heard of it at Cedarville. I've heard of it in a number of other locations as well. And so if we were to see something that spread throughout all kinds of different campus ministries and locations inside Christian universities, inside Christian ministries, that might even spread to churches. Yeah, that's what we would term an awakening if it had that kind of mass, uh, uh, that that mass appeal. That basically is what we're talking about. Um, with, um, I mean, that is basically what we're talking about with the prayer meeting revivals of 1857, 58. That was started with a prayer meeting in New York City and just exploded throughout uh, throughout the country. And you can go back and look at all the newspapers of all the different places that it spread to. That's, yeah, you know, what we often term as a revival or. More local, More regionalized or nationalized than awakening mm.
3: colin your, your point is really significant to me in that in this social media time that we live in everything is a thing. Everyone can be a star. So I greatly appreciate and
4: everybody can be a skeptic.
3: Right, right. Yeah. So I, I appreciate what happened at Asbury is that the people who they whoever those people were, they you know, they said, this is not about us. This is not about celebrity worship leaders. I mean, there were some reports that Tucker Carlson wanted to show up. And, you know, it wasn't yeah. about, you know, celebrity. It was about praise and worship.
17: Yeah, that's right. And I think that's part of why there's a contrast with some of what we've seen in recent years. So the terminology of revival or awakening, it's not copyrighted by anybody. So anybody can kind of show up and call something a revival or call something an awakening. And so you saw this a lot in a number of different locations in 2020. With the lockdowns, you'd have these uh, ministers travel to different places and they do open revival meetings in defiance of local orders on the shutdown with COVID-19. Or you, you see it pretty commonly with certain kinds of ministries that focus on extreme manifestations of the spirit, like slaying in the spirit or, or speaking in tongues. That's pretty pretty normative that those kinds of events are happening pretty often. But the difference appears to be that they are they're a staged portion of the regular ministry of a certain organization. As opposed to Asbury, I, I told The Washington Post this, say what you want, but you can't just order a bunch of college students to stay up all night praying and sure. confessing their sin and yeah. singing about Jesus. That's the difference with a revival. You can't schedule it. Mm-hmm. a big difference. I love
4: yeah. it. Are there certain elements of a revival, talking about them from a historical perspective, Colin, um, that are that w- would be indicative and would help us to kind of, you know, judge our current times?
17: Absolutely. Yeah. So and that's what you see a lot with Asbury. So you see uh, usually bodily manifestations um, people seem to be caught up in something almost physical outside of themselves doesn't have to be dramatic but there usually is some sort of physical sense a palpable sense of the spirit's work there's confession of sin uh, there's usually a lot of singing like I said earlier a desire to just spend a lot of time in praise and worship spend a lot of time with god's people just kind of like a church service that you don't ever want to end. Mm. And that's literally what happened with the chapel service here that they just didn't, it just never stopped. It just kept going and going and going. Now, when you look back historically, um, and then I should also say people who will come forward and testify saying, well, I thought I was a Christian, but whoa, this is a whole new experience for me now. That itself is the very definition of revival because it's a, it's a re-term. It means a re revivica- It's not so much about conversions, new people coming to Christ. It's that, oh, this is a new, deeper sense of an experience of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you look back through history, uh, what you also see are pretty profound social changes that would follow. That's when you get into the history books as an awakening, and that remains to be seen. If we want to just take the Jesus movement, for example, the reason that we have guitars in church and pray extemporaneously, it was from that revival Mm -hmm. back then. So, You know, that all remains to be seen. We're only a
3: couple weeks into this thing. Colin Hansen is with us from the Gospel Coalition. His book is called A god Size Vision, uh, Revival Stories That Strengthen and Stir. So, Colin, I was surprised, although I guess I shouldn't have been, that, you know, the administration at Asbury said, we're going to put an end to this. I mean, you know, it is a school. Um, There are classes that are required to go to to graduate, of course, but, you know, is it true revival? Is there, like, you know, an organic beginning and an organic end?
17: Yeah, so one of the things I have argued, in fact, against people who are uh, skeptical of revival is that the very definition of revival is that it does end, because otherwise it would just be the normal state of things. Right, right, right. And so the, the situation, I actually talked with the, the president at Stanford University, and I was joking with him about... Timothy Dwight back at uh, Yale, uh, Yale University back in, well, Yale College at the time in the early 1800s. And I said, the thing Timothy Dwight insisted on is, this is great, but, but you need to go to class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no dichotomy between the work of the spirit and the life of the mind, right. especially at a university. And so if you think about it as a position that the president of Asbury is in, they really have to think through that this becomes a spectacle with people from around the world. And it more or less shuts down their ability to actually serve their own students. So it's not so much like telling the students, Hey, knock this off and get back to normal. It's more or less saying, you know, this is great, but we're not a permanent revival camp. We're actually a a functioning university here that has a mandate to train students in all these areas. So I think it's, I, I, I see precedent going all the way back to Timothy Dwight that, you know this stuff is great, but it's not it's not the only thing we should be doing right now
4: so this is just I'm gonna to have to ask you to answer this kind of quickly because we're uh yeah. r- real short on time but so what about the people who are saying, well look it's already ended so or it's already ending and so therefore it's not a revival is that those are people that are just ignorant about how they have happened in the past
17: well we just I don't know that it has ended maybe the meetings have maybe the meetings have stopped to a certain extent but we don't know the transformed lives. We don't know what's going to happen from here. We don't know what's going to happen when all these students go home for the summer or go on mission trips or study abroad, what's going to travel with them. So I, I, don't, I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I think, again, you can't schedule these things. The Spirit's going to do what the Spirit's going to do. And we don't have the end of the story yet. Very good.
3: Colin, thanks so much. Uh, This is exciting. Really appreciate Uh, it. I I think everybody who who knows and loves God, excited by uh, this prospect of this revival and what it may prosper for the rest of us. Great. Thank you. Our pleasure.
4: that's Colin Hanson. Check out his book, A God-Sized Vision, Revival Stories That Strengthen and Stir.
3: Excellent. We're going to talk about revival from someone who was there at Asbury uh, during the 5 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, The Right Home. John and Kathy on Word FM.
13: What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-BABY. 2229 or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the pre-born banner at wordfm.com
1: paid for by christian care ministry
9: let's see if something costs less but people are happier with it that sounds like something to look into and that's medishare maybe you've heard switching to medishare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month and that's huge but it's also true that people are way more satisfied After making the switch, to the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call Right now, and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need: eight four four forty seven Bible. That's eight four four forty seven Bible. Eight four four forty seven Bible.
0: Parents are extremely important part of their child's education.
9: Carabelle.
1: Principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon.
0: We try to partner with parents and try to instill values that the parents want as well. We love to have parents come in and volunteer for activities, for recess, for lunch, to help out in the classrooms, field experiences once a month. We try to team so that we can meet the child's needs.
1: Imagine, believe, achieve Jubilee Christian School, K through eighth grade. Now enrolling for the fall at
8: jubileecs.org. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's, go with solar, and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit Bachman'sRoofing.com.
3: I often have trouble with sleep. So when I see articles or read stories about people who are like-minded falling asleep, I'm drawn to that. I saw a piece uh, in last week's New York Times. The headline is, A Secret for Falling Asleep So Good It's a British National Treasure. Now, there's something called the BBC Shipping Forecast. It is a weather report from deep in the analog era and it is on the radio, BBC Radio 4 production. It is no fancier, apparently, than the name suggests. It is simply a program featuring weather reports that narrate the gales and tides all around the British Isles. If some people doze off to the sound of rain, this author says, I fall off to the sound of weather reports. Grace Linden is the reporter here. Now, this has been around for a long, long time.
4: These are recordings yes. of past, of what year? Current. Oh, so they're current ones. Yes. Okay, I didn't know if they were historical ones. No, okay. but they're,
3: but because the British Isles and its confines are large,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and there's a lot of different shipping lanes in and around there, they're all sort of put together. It's kind of like uh, listening to the you know the national weather forecast. You might get something you know you might get California mixed in with New England, sure, right? But these these go on. For a long, a long time, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I, I think it's fascinating. Um, the radio predictions provoke nostalgia, apparently, in their simplicity and their beauty, which is why millions—I did not know this—have tuned in to listen over the years even though most of us do not spend our lives at sea. These days, fishermen, of course, and sailors have access to more precise data via satellites and the internet. They no longer need four daily broadcasts to tell them which way to hoist their sails. And anyway, soon, there will be only the early morning and late night reports because there are plans to end the two um, update broadcasts on long-wave radio. In 2022, the BBC announced its intention to end the long-wave transmissions. Some time in the future. Now, uh, Radiohead, the band Radiohead, made allusions to these broadcasts, uh, to the shipping forecast on its album Kid A. Carol Ann Duffy, who's a former British poet laureate, concluded her poem Prayer by evoking its locales. Darkness outside, inside the radio prayers Rock Call, Marlon, Dogger, Finisterre Um, Judy Dench, another national treasure, chose the forecast as one of eight recordings that she would want to accompany her if she were a castaway, citing her love of Finisters, Britain's retired name for sea area off the coast of Spain. She says, quote, I love the whole idea of Land's End and the BBC broadcast. Allow me that imagination.
4: I have to hear this.
3: Yeah, me too. BBC. The radio broadcasting of weather reports around the British
6: Isles. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey in your car or at home too. At one hundred one point five, W O R D F M Pittsburgh.
2: With SRN News, I'm John
13: Scott. A suspect arrested in the killing of a Catholic bishop was fatally shot over the weekend in southern california the person was arrested in the killing of bishop david o'connell who was found in his home with a gunshot wound more details will be provided at a news conference coming at noon pacific time one prominent political journalist predicts the president's surprise decision to visit ukraine may not go over well with residents of east palestine ohio still reeling from the recent train derailment.
6: As someone who has spent the past four, I don't even know what day it is, four days in um, East Palestine, I'm going to think that there's going to be a lot of people that's going to quibble with his decision to go there.
13: Selena Zito interviewed on the Hugh Hewitt Show on the Salem Radio Network. This is SRN
5: News.
15: Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training, you just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group, Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer.
2: Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. Our journey together will end in Venice, once home to some of the brightest Christian writers
9: and theologians of history. Venice was the backdrop for faith shaping ideas and serious conversations around the scriptures. It's the perfect place for us to celebrate all that God has done and to rejoice in the new friends that we've made during our incredible Mediterranean
2: cruise. Join Alistair Begg for a -a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group.
11: South Point Telecom specializes in electronic chimes for your church or community center. Replace or upgrade your existing bells with affordable, high-fidelity musical carolons. This is Don Hoder with 30 years experience at South Point Telecom with audio, video systems, office phones, and computer cabling phone me now for a quick affordable price 412-646-6262 or go to southpointtelecom.com
3: i'm cold you know why you're cold because we need to replace our windows
18: it's gonna be expensive
3: well we lose money every time the wind blows
18: i don't want to deal with a high pressure salesperson.
3: well our neighbors used energy swing windows and doors and they love them
18: Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews.
3: The Energy Swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again.
4: I'll make an appointment today at energyswingwindows.com.
7: Cloudy skies for tonight with a passing shower. Tonight's low 39. Couple of morning showers tomorrow. Otherwise, it'll be windy with clouds yielding the sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 50. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tomorrow night with a low of 28. As we look to Wednesday, we'll see a thick cloud cover with rain in the afternoon. Expect a high Wednesday of 48. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh
3: studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You'll see this, uh, you know, in local news or in the local press or whatnot. You know, a gun has been confiscated at, at the uh, airport. This happens fairly regularly, mm-hmm. right? You go, oh, another gun was, you know. Anyway, uh, I saw a, a piece today from the, uh, the AP, and uh, they report this. That last year, the TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, uh, intercepted 6,542 guns (gasps) going through the airport checkpoints. 6,542 guns. Uh, It roughly uh, comes out to 18 guns uh, intercepted per day. (laughs) I mean, an all-time high.
4: I can't figure out what person goes to an airport to get on an airplane thinking that they can bring their handgun with well, them
3: well uh, in this article and it's in uh, today's cri- uh, today's trib uh, th- they talk about this uh, a woman flying out of Philadelphia last year remembered to pack snacks prescription medicine and a cell phone in her handbag but what she was more important was what she forgot to unpack a loaded 380 caliber handgun in a black holster now, they're saying, of course, that everyone who gets busted for this says, oops, I, I just forgot. I didn't mean to bring this in with me. Now, I would imagine more often than not, that's the case, right? The people are just careless. How do you careless. forget that? My, I don't know. I can't speak to that. But my guess is you just carry it with you. It's just become, it's like your cell phone. It becomes just part of your appendage to the tune of over 6,000 guns. 6,542 guns. Now, uh, if you get caught with this, you can get fined generally 15 grand. Wow. Mm-hmm.
4: Holy cow. Yeah.
3: A lot of times they'll slap you on the wrist. If the gun's unloaded, they'll allow you to step, put it in your um, checked baggage, and you go on your way. And then, of course, the courts will catch, catch up with you later, later on. But man, people just aren't paying attention. I mean, I just think it goes to more people are armed. Of course, we know this than ever before in American society. And of those percentage of people who are armed, a smaller percentage, are just forgetting to
4: leave their gun in their car. That's not a good sign. (laughs) That is not a good sign. So I went through TSA multiple times over the last week because I was traveling. Yeah. And when you go, when you're packing, not when I shouldn't speak for other people, when I'm packing for a trip. I have a system in place, okay? So the things that I'm going that are going to be in one bag, the things that are going to be in another bag. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a long trip, it's the things I'm going to check and the things I'm going to carry on. Right. This trip, I was right. just carrying everything on. All carry on. But you have a plan, right? You know, you figure out, okay, so I need to make sure I don't bring shampoo in large bottles. I need to make sure, you know, you do all that. How does handgun not register on well, your list of things that you're going to handle.
3: You're just presupposing that people are like you right. and are yes. organized yes. like you.
4: But you can't, what I'm saying is, I don't know how you get through TSA without being organized. I mean, you carry, you're just going to throw all your shampoo away or you just, you don't right. give any thought to getting on an airplane?
3: You stood in those lines. You know, there's always a coconut ahead of you.
4: There <laughs> aren't many coconuts though. I, you know, I mean, Lisa, I haven't seen somebody who gets on with like, I, I don't know. I just haven't.
3: A gigantic container of shampoo. Yeah, right?
4: because you know you're not going to do that. If you're concerned about shampoo, why are you not more concerned yeah. about your weapon? I
3: don't, <laughs> again, I, I don't do it. I can't speak to it. I, I don't know. I, I'm just more... We're still taking our belts off and our shoes off.
4: Right? Yes.
3: I mean, that's never going to go away, is it? Right? Because one guy put a, yep. a bomb in his sole of his shoe. Right, and that was that. I mean, we're all... And our belts. I mean, it's so humiliating, isn't it? You can the see why people would want to carry a gun thing. through it because people are so angry.
4: Listen, and and you're so rushed. Mm-hmm. because you're trying to get through quickly. You've got people on both sides of you. Right, You're trying to get your shoes off. You're trying to get your belt off. got a laptop. You're, you're, right. You're slepping through. And you've got to take your sweater off or your sweatshirt and put that in. And it, it, don't forget your phone.
3: It's humiliating.
4: My husband walked through with a pack of gum in his pocket. Oh, no. And the TSA agent was like, hey, buddy, what do you think this is? Mm. My husband's like, is he talking to me? Uh-uh. And he's like, this is a, what did he say? This is a... uh Oh, and, oh, Eric said, well, it's not, Uh, it's not metal. It's just, it's not metal. I, I never thought I'd take it out. He goes, it's a microwave, not a metal detector. Like, we know it's a microwave.
3: I- uh, would you want that job? Would you want to be a TSA no, agent? No, but he was. It's a thankless he job. He was, but he was. But a can you jerk. imagine anytime you're dealing with the public.
4: It's just got to be a thing, yeah, but but especially have, in that situation. Yes, but you have a choice. I know. You have a choice. We are boarding at Dulles airport yesterday and the dude who's on the microphone in the airport telling you, okay, boarding group one or boarding group yeah, two, sure, but, sure. he was such a friendly voice yeah, good. and he was happy to be there. He was happy. We were excellent, there, excellent. whatever. It turned out that when we got on the airplane, um, we, everybody was getting established in their seats. And the gentleman ahead of me, uh, went to stretch. Like he got into a seat and went to stretch and broke the seat.
3: But he stretched in the seat.
4: He's sitting in the seat and he just, you know, kinds of, right. Oh, oh, oh he leaned back. Does a little stretch, leans back. And the whole chair, the seat right in front of me ends up in my lap. So did get this hurt? poor, I did not get hurt, but this poor man was extremely shocked as was I. And it turned into a big, huge thing about what are we, what are they going to do? He, they had to ask somebody to leave the flight who was flying standby
3: to make room for, to the make guy room for him.
4: Right. Who had it, who had a ticket. <laughs> and then they had to bring maintenance on to figure uh, out how to secure that's the seat. First. Right. How to secure the seat. Oh so they, they initially gosh. thought they were going to remove the seat. Mm-hmm. They couldn't figure out how to remove it. So then they, so then. My husband and I had to leave because we were behind him, so we had to go stand in the back mm-hmm. with the with the flight attendants while they figured out what to do without the, without. Then the wife of the man who broke the seat, they said that she had to leave because you know she he he couldn't access the seat with her there. So then they offered seven hundred bucks to somebody to leave the flight. So, that this, right, so this woman could get her seat. Take it. Take so the cash. So she, she took the cash and left. The other woman moved. I mean, it was it took two hours. Two hours? To get this worked out. Wait, wait. You were set to leave like at what time? We were set to leave at 2.15.
3: In the afternoon? Yep. 2.15 p.m. It didn't leave until
4: 4.15? And we were in the... Okay, but here's the thing. This very friendly man I'm talking about who... Who broke the seat? He, no, no. The very friendly man who was working at the gate. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Working for the airline. He was so kind about it. He came onto the aircraft. He said, "You guys, we're so sorry about this. This is so crazy. We're, we're super sorry. If you'd like to deplane and wait mm. in the airport instead of here, you can do that." Oh, I mean, he was so so. He could have been an anxious voice right. amping up the situation, but instead, he was a comforting mm-hmm. voice bringing the level of emotion down. Did people get off? Nobody got off, what? which I was surprised. You about. didn't get off. Well, I was in the back with the flight attendants. Mm. So they were giving us snacks back there because oh, they felt badly that. for us. Yeah.
3: You had like little cheez or something?
4: I had little, He poured me a Coke with yeah, ice go and, and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. Because huh. we had to stand for two hours.
3: I mean, I've never heard of a seat breaking. I never have either. fly long And enough. let me
4: tell you how shocking it is when it happens in your lap.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing your knees weren't damaged.
4: If I would have been standing up, like, trying to access I, oh, yeah. I would have been... I mean, could have easily broken my arm. Oh, well, you might have got more it didn't than seven hundred bucks. It was fine.
3: Okay, Asbury University. We're going to talk to someone next who was there. Stay with us.
6: One hundred one point five W O R D.
3: There are three
8: ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio.
16: This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. My six-year-old nephew got his first Bible for Christmas this year. He raised the Bible over his head in celebration, and as he did, caught his mom on the bridge of her nose, leaving us considering stitches. Hebrew says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, but I don't think this is what that meant. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we'd like to slam you in the head with an important word as well. Many experts believe that even with interest rates higher, this year should be a better year to buy a home. Inventory should go up, competition over homes has come down, allowing prices to stabilize, closing cost concessions from the seller are back in play, making it for many a good time to finally find that dream home while it's available, with the strategy to refinance once rates settle. If your family is thinking new home, we hope you'll remember us, our direct lender advantage, and that we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing, a big thing my nephew would definitely celebrate. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne,
13: New York. And I'm 1330. That's the AD Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com.
3: for almost two weeks and perhaps even now revival is in the air you may have heard the stories maybe you tuned in on youtube because it was streaming live about asbury university in kentucky people the students were there were just in praise and in worship for many many days and and then what happened is people from outside the area far, far away from foreign countries, flew in or drove in to be part of the worship experience. Our next guest was there himself. Reverend Kevin Gorley is with us. He's the associate pastor in Memorial Park Evangelical Church. And Kevin, welcome to the show.
19: Hey, thanks, John. I, I appreciate it. Good to be here.
4: So, Kevin, I know you well enough to know that revival is something that you've been... Wait, wait.
19: <laughs> who, who is that? This is,
4: <laughs> this is Kathy Emmons, <laughs> you
19: Yeah, could. I know, Kathy.
4: So yeah. you've been curious about this, about revival, for a long time. So tell us about, yeah. about how it kind of captured your attention initially.
19: You know, I um, just had a hunger and thirst for God all my life, probably not even uh, realizing it. And then when, when I became a Christian um, in 19, what was it, 75, mm-hmm. and then went on to, to seminary and into, into church work. I just had this hunger for for a, a spiritual rebirth of the church, and it it just grew organically in me. And I came to I came to Pittsburgh, I believe, in '91 um, as as the associate at uh, Memorial Park, thinking I'd be there a few years and then move on. But something about Pittsburgh uh, captured me, and I think it was hearing uh, from one of my mentors, Paul Everett, who was the director of the Pittsburgh experience about Sam Shoemaker and, and Sam's vision that uh, he prayed that one day Pittsburgh would be more famous for God than for steel. And something about that just captured me and the, the beauty of, of the city and, you know, the hills and, and so forth. And then I started connecting with prayer groups all over the, uh, the city, praying for the city. And I, made, I, met, I met some pretty incredible people.
3: So, Kevin, you hear about what happened at Asbury? I mean, the first reports came out were were pretty breathless. Um, what was your reaction?
19: Well, I, I tell you what what happened. Um, I met a guy named Bob Jamison, who who many are familiar with. Sure. He was the executive director of youth uh, youth development, I believe, or youth guidance. That's right. Before it became family guidance, and we met, and he had a heart for revival like me, so. He said, Kev, you got to see this, this video of what happened at a place called Asbury College in 1970. I went to his office, and I was captivated by it. And I said, man, that's what we need to be praying for, that it, it could happen in the city of Pittsburgh. So, you know, we've been praying a lot of pastors, a lot of intercessors around the city for over 30 years now. Um, and there's been people way before us that were praying and praying and praying. And um, and so, you know, we're just praying and there would be seasons of deep prayer. And we, we could see the beginnings of revival here, which is God's presence saturating a locality and a person. Um, and then I get last week, I get a call from uh, Dean Weaver, who was the lead pastor at Memorial Park for 15 years. And now the the head of uh, the Evangelical Presbyterian Church of the State of Clerk he said, and I was actually sick in bed. I'd preach through the weekend. I was dead tired. I had that virus. And he said, Kev, um, I heard about Asbury. And I said, what, Asbury College Revival of 1970? And he said, no. <laughs> he said, what's happening now? I said, what's happening now? He said, for five days, the Holy Spirit has fallen on the place. And uh, there, there's been a continual worship service. 24 7 for five days and i said what they said listen i need i need hands and feet of a, a, a presbyterian pastor down there to to to, uh, to observe and report what's happening would you be interested in going And it was like, it was like, I was Lazarus rising from the dead. (laughs) I I said, this is what I've been praying for. I didn't even know about it because I've been in bed for five days. And I said, I I said, I'm packing now. And my wife says, you're not going anywhere. You're sick. And I said, God's calling and I'm Lazarus and I'm leaving. (laughs) I I, I backed up and and I said, Dean, I'm packing now. He said, Wait, wait kev you you know we've got a new lead pastor that's the age of my son thirty six years old He said you need to ask your boss if you can go and I said you're absolutely right because I'm under his authority." I called him up, and he said, "Go, go 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 wow and uh and I went there, uh drove seven hours, got there at two o'clock in the afternoon, left about five no six or seven in the morning what day was this and um this was on Tuesday of of last week, okay. so it's been going on for I think ten days. You've heard the latest news that they're they're kind of shutting it down by yeah. Wednesday. But mm-hmm. I went into Hughes Auditorium, which I'd seen on video for thirty years, where the first or nineteen seventy revival broke out, and I couldn't find a seat. I mean, it was so full. I went up into the balcony and I, I finally found a seat and I sat down and I looked uh, I looked to my left. It looked like kind of a, a truck driver with a beard and a hat and uh, I said, Where are you from? He said, Toledo. And then a young couple came in and sat to my right. I said, Where are you guys from? They said, We just flew in from Houston. And I'm thinking, What?
5: Hmm.
19: I'm pinching myself. I can't I can't believe this is happening. And it was like It was like the video I saw. People were standing and raising their hands and praising, and they were just going from one song to another. And then maybe uh, someone would come up uh, in front of the auditorium with a little microphone and uh, share a scripture, uh, share something briefly, maybe confess a sin. And then people would begin to come forward to the altar to to kneel down and accept prayer, um, and and then the the singing would start start softly, and um, it was like it was like a gentle breeze that was blowing through, and then it would pick up for a while, and you could you could feel the weighty presence of God. Um, it's something I'm still trying to. Process and figure out what happened. Um, So I sat. I just sat in the back for hours, kind of in the shadow, Mm. with my journal out, taking notes and uh, praising God.
3: Total time, Kev. How long were you there?
19: You know, I I got there Tuesday afternoon and I left. um, When was it? I left Thursday morning. But all all I can say is, is when you get into something like that. And and I, I, I've been in something like that once with just a few other guys, but never in 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 a crowd like this. So there was about eleven hundred people in the auditorium. Mm-hmm. Um the the your chronological time chronos turns into Kairos time, which is no time at all. Mm-hmm. And you just I was there for a day and a half before I had to come back. I had a wedding over the weekend, so I had to come back for a rehearsal. And I felt like I was there for a week. I mean, I, I felt like there was no
5: time.
19: Um, it was – I felt, I felt a weightiness. I felt an incredible sense of peace. Um, it wasn't overwhelming to me. Uh, but the people, some of the people around it, you know, they were very, very honest, uh, very broken, very real. Um, but very joyful too. I and what 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 was impressive, uh, uh, John and Kathy was. Um, it, w- it was it was student led. I mean, uh, people people would get up on stage. There were there were no preachers. Uh, they had the ABCs of sharing, which meant A, uh, all about Jesus. B, be brief. And C, be current. So people would get up and, and maybe share for a minute, a minute and a half. It might just be a scripture. It might be a short confession. It might be a really brief testimony, and then they would sit down. Fabulous! And uh, there were no big names.
3: So, Kev, I've been reading about it a lot. I mean, I'm so grateful that you're there and talking to us about it. But, of course, people come at this from a lot of different angles. One of the things which I didn't even think about, which has been raised, was the idea of uh, emotional manipulation. Uh, People Mm -hmm. said, well, you know, hey, yeah, you're walking into something, and, you know, you get caught up in the wave, and it may or may Mm -hmm. not have been the Holy Spirit. Can can you speak to that?
19: Uh, Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a sense of that at all. There was no crowd manipulation. Um, It was very, very gentle. Uh, Sometimes it was humorous because, you know, like the wind blows, sometimes the wind picks up and and you can feel its power. And other times it's just uh, brief and refreshing. But the times that it did pick up and people were really singing, uh, some people were jumping up and down with their – Hands raised on the balcony, yeah. and one of the administrators came out and said, "Hey, hey, guys, listen. Um, this this place was built in 1890. It's a it's a strong structure, uh, but we don't want the praisers upstairs to land on the praisers downstairs. So, <laughs> if you're into if you you know if you're into jumping jacks and that, that's fine. We want you to feel free here. But the jumpers, if you can come down and replace the people, <laughs> down, downstairs that 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 want to sit that would that would really encourage uh not having reconstruction of the building <laughs> um, so, so that I didn't feel any of that yeah
3: and now i mean days and days after the uh, the experience for yourself um uh, mm-hmm. w- w- what's what's your thought process like what are you what are you thinking about what are you feeling
19: um you know, I'm 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 kind of a type A driven, anxious um, person. Um, I, I like I like to be alone with the Lord, but but I you know I'm with a lot of people and a lot of hurting people and mm-hmm. feel their pain. Um, I just feel I I feel this this kind of steady peace. It, it, it's like a uh, one of those. Uh, what do you call those things that you go to these fancy motels and they have the these uh rivers that kind of float around lazy river yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's it yeah i I feel like I feel like a lazy river has just mm-hmm. just been flowing through me huh. um, nice, yeah. and uh, yeah i there there's not this there's kind of a non anxious presence
5: mm-hmm.
19: that's within me that I feel like you know God's in control. God is, God is over this. We can't manipulate him. We can't control it. We can't program a revival. The only thing we can do is I think, I think Henry Blackaby says, and, and pastor Dean said this to me, you find out where God is moving and you go there and, and observe and um, report back to duty. And that's, that's what I've done. The, the, The amazing thing is, um, you know, th- thinking about this not selfishly, but I- I- in an introverted way. W- when I came to Pittsburgh, the first thing I I really just just lit my fire was watching this Asbury revival videotape for a half an hour with Bob Jamison. Mm-hmm. Um, that stoked something in me, I said, I want to be a part of that. And I'm getting ready to retire in about three or four weeks, actually actually about five or six weeks. And that God, God would love me enough to get me out of bed from a phone call from a friend to actually go and witness what I've always wanted to see (laughs) in my last days of what, what, quote, unquote, paid ministry.
3: 30 plus years.
19: Yeah, yeah. um, Just just that, that he would love me enough to, to let me wit, be an eyewitness to what I think is, could be historic.
3: Well, the, the hope is that it, it's not historic in some ways that the movement of the Holy Spirit uh, follows you back to Pittsburgh and that wind mm-hmm. finds its way here the as well. The lazy river. Yeah, the lazy right? river
19: that's uh that's that uh, that's great man i I hope so I mean you know John wesley said i uh you know when they were talking about the revival that was breaking out in the first great awakening in in America, the seventeen thirties, I think he said, you know, I caught on fire, and people just gathered around to watch me burn
5: huh yeah,
19: and you know whether it's a slow burn or a flame, um I felt like I witnessed the burning bush and then sam sam shoemaker said revive your church beginning with me mm-hmm. and that's been my prayer and it's been it's been a painful prayer because when hopefully you're on fire it burns away the dross and and for me that's 66 years of burning a lot of dross away mm-hmm. um you know just that our we would reflect jesus more and i i 'm a long ways from that, so you know i 'm still discerning still processing lord i 'm your servant what, what do you want i i, I don 't want to be a just a believer that goes along and then and then I die and go to heaven because Jesus saved me um, the last years I have on earth you know I, I, maybe it 's counting the costs more, but whatever it takes to be close to Jesus. Mm. And to be in his unconditional love, that that love would flow through me to others for purposes of transformation. That's all I want.
4: Mm. Kevin, I can't thank you enough for joining us today and giving us your thoughts, sharing some of your, you know, processing as you think through it. Um, Really, really value uh, your input, but also really value you.
19: Oh, well, I think, you know, somebody said that to me the other day, and it really, really touched me deeply. I, I appreciate that, Kathy. I appreciate you guys and what you're doing. Mm, everybody everybody in Memorial Park knows about you guys.
12: <laughs>
19: they, li- they listen on their drive home. You're a main feeder, oh,
4: main sweet. feeder
19: of, uh, of, of the flock here in Pittsburgh.
4: That's Kevin Gorley, Memorial Park Evangelical Presbyterian Church.
3: The notion of vocational calling assumes that there is a caller. And of course, at Grove City College, they know that the caller is the living God. At Grove City, they're committed to helping us pursue God's vision for your life and believe that you will be charged as you find the sense and purpose in the working world. That is at the core of what Grove City does. The caller is there. The faculty, the staff, the students are all involved in that calling.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. So when a student sees that website and reads that, I'm hoping that there's a change, that there's a difference, thinking that there's some some force outside my house, my family, my school, who cares about my future, who's invested in my future. And so even if someone um, doesn't believe in God, is that a comfort to know that with all the options there are in the world with all the places that I could go to school, with all the things that I could study. With a, is there somebody who can direct me? And the faculty at Grove City College believe that God is that director. And um, I've seen through my family, faculty members who have helped my kids understand that, um, that they're listening to God, the faculty is, my kids are listening to God, and they're working together to pursue um, a big and bold future.
3: The calling is yours. Grove City College, gcc.edu.
18: We're entering a time of hostility against the faithful, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral, physical, and even financial basis, unlike any other time in your life. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that you are the one that has to take action to protect and steward the gifts that God has given you. For example, with record high inflation eating away at the dollar, many people's savings in retirement is going to start to evaporate. Fortunately, God always provides a way to fight back. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Now to see how it works, just text the word DIVINE, D-I-V-I-N-E, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached. So text DIVINE to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with continued prosperity.
2: Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com.
6: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
7: Cloudy skies for tonight with a passing shower. Tonight's low, 39. couple of morning showers tomorrow. Otherwise, it'll be windy with clouds yielding the sunshine. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 50. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tomorrow night with a low of 28. As we look to Wednesday, we'll see a thick cloud cover with rain in the afternoon. Expect a high Wednesday of 48. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does
4: this make sense?
3: Does what make sense?
4: Waiting in line, maybe a long line, John, for the food you want at an airport.
3: No, it does not make any sense. I would have to be starved to do that. I see those lines Mm -hmm. and I go, not interested. I'm Mm -hmm. just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Anytime there's like a super long line, whether you're like at a concert or a fair or no, Mm-hmm. I'll get by. I, believe me. I have plenty of fat reserves that I don't have to worry about like, you know, eating my toe.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: No, I'm not interested waiting in line for that. No. You, does it make sense to you?
4: Makes all the sense in the world, get John. And here. here's why Come on. And I'm happy to defend my position oh, on God. this. When you are flying, it's a little bit of a process that you're involved in. Didn't you bring some snacks? I brought some snacks. If you're good. Okay. But Sometimes there's just a thing that catches your attention.
3: Then you're in line for like a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. Listen to
4: me. I saw the line at Starbucks.
3: Nope, not Okay, in
4: Washington Dulles Airport. And I thought to myself, I'm going there. You Mm -hmm. know why? Because I wanted green tea, iced green tea, venti iced green tea unsweetened. And I thought... That's a really long line. Forget it. So my husband went back and sat down. He didn't give a care. He's like you. And I looked at that line and I thought, this makes sense to me. I'm at home in this line.
3: And how long were you there?
4: 40 minutes. I got a nice green tea. I felt so good about it. Went back, enjoyed it, and it was the right choice for me. You know why? Why? Because that makes sense.
3: Doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so we're on a little food jag here, unbeknownst. Does this make sense? Pimento loaf.
4: Oh, yeah. I was at the deli. Like olive loaf is what it's called exactly. right? with pimento. Sure. Yeah.
3: Pimento. I was at the deli uh, the other day. This guy saddles up. Yeah. All happy and proud. Yeah. Give me two pounds of pimento loaf. I was like two <laughs> pounds. I'm like, I would do like an experiment, maybe like with a quarter pound. Or maybe. Have,
4: or could I have a sample?
3: I mean, two pounds. He's like committed to pimento loaf. And he was a big guy. I, my gram used to like my you mom know, loved it. Pimento loaf. So it's like beef
4: and pork it's it's with bologna basically with olives in
3: it olives and pimentos yeah i can't tell you the last time i had it and Listen, that guy, I,
4: I was probably six the last time i had that
3: yeah i mean i think i'd rather have chipped ham if i was going to go that route yeah as no, opposed I think to pimento so. loaf i think so right
4: i feel like i can confidently say that that does not make sense it
3: doesn't make sense to me either and i wouldn't wait in line for a deli for that or green tea because that doesn't make any sense at all. No,
4: it does. So you're missing mm. out. When you're in an airport, you're in a sense, you have got a sense of desperation.
3: Sit there and read.
6: 101.5 WORD.
8: You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your
7: number
5: one fan.
8: That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies.
11: I'd like to win one of these contests. Become
8: a member today. Go to WordFM.com slash fan and see
1: at trinitychristian.net
8: This spring join Danny Gokey, Jordan Feliz, and Blanca on the Jesus People Tour heading to your city. Join Danny,
1: Jordan, and Blanca in Moon Township, Pennsylvania at Impact Christian Church on Thursday, March 23rd. That's Moon Township, Pennsylvania on March 23rd. jesus people tour live in your city more information at transparentproductions.com
16: How is your drive to school
15: let me tell you i had to get my iced coffee first i just can't seem to put it down my favorite rapper just announced a tour my phone was buzzing like crazy i'm so excited i to text all my friends right then to talk about it then someone started calling me and
16: let's try that again
15: i turned my phone off right away i never drive distracted
1: Visit org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
3: Giving advice is tricky, isn't
4: it? It sure is. Are you kidding me?
3: Uh Uh-huh. But of course, many people go to therapists or life coaches or career coaches and so I saw a piece about 10 pieces of well-worn advice, 10 things that are pretty standard. People go, that would run across the board.
4: Okay. Your therapist might say Where this. Where is this from?
3: Right? Of all places, NPR.
4: Oh. Mm-hmm. We'll speak about it in hushed, hushed tones. tones. Okay. Uh,
3: so briefly, here are these 10 pieces of well-worn
4: okay. advice. Am I, am I supposed to respond whether I think that it's good advice or not? I or?
3: think we'll chime in here. Okay. There's more than one way to do something. person says, I remember scrubbing a pan when I was maybe eight or nine. There was something that was stuck on the pan that wouldn't come off. I just kept scrubbing it. And my dad stopped me. He grabbed a fork and just scraped it off. He looked at me and he said, Judy, there's more than one way to do something. From that moment on, I've been looking at every problem in my life. How can I do this problem in a different way? I
4: like that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. But don't you think that there are demonstrated ways to do it better? It's not just different ways. Like some ways are just better.
3: Without a doubt,
4: right? I mean you can use the fork to scrape off the pan, but you can also let it soak.
3: I I'm a big soaker myself.
4: Let it soak and then it's so much it's easier. Right? Easier for you and better for the pan. So yeah. That's a better way.
3: You don't you don't be scraping your pan with a fork, right? Unless the pan. it's a
4: cast iron pan, why would you want to do that? Why would you I don't even scrape my cast iron pans mm-hmm. with forks.
3: Different ways of doing things. Okay, here's number two. The hate will come. At the same rate as the love. Okay, the person says the best advice I ever received was that the hate will come at the same rate as the love. There will always be people who are so dissatisfied with themselves that they have to project that onto other people. And instead of trying to focus on the negative, I tend to try to put more energy into the people and the things that are showing me love and support. Well, that makes sense. But,
4: well, in our line of work, if we didn't think that way, we'd have expired after day two.
3: Well, there's a guy who used to work here. He got so much hate, he walked out of the studio one day mm-hmm. and said, I'm done. Right. Uh, in the middle of a show. This is over. I'm done. And you get that. Yes. It's hard to absorb the Every, rancor, mm-hmm. right? So you lean towards.
4: But I don't think it, I don't know if I if I buy the fact that it comes at equal rate. No, not
3: in today's world.
4: <sighs> no. Right. Not, Not in this business either.
3: Number three, do smaller loads of laundry.
4: Okay, this goes against how my family looks at laundry. I'll tell you that right now. Well,
3: like, like, Yeah, yeah. Okay, so someone says, the number one thing I need to know about going away to college, and they said, do smaller loads of laundry. Your clothes will come out cleaner. That makes sense to me. Because you jam all that in there.
4: I, I just don't understand the philosophy that the people I live with
3: operate in. Well, they want to do you know, just get it done.
4: Yeah. They've just like everything there. There's white and non-white. And if there are 30 non-white things, they're all going to go in there. I do really small loads of laundry.
3: Well, it does require more water and more energy. So, it does. Right. There is a trade-off. Okay. There.
4: But I use, I go to the lowest setting as far as water.
3: I mean, you have to convince and I put, me. I'm, all
4: of a sudden I'm like justifying no, no, myself. I'm just saying, you, you
3: don't have to convince me. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Right. But there's something to be said about the super load setting. My sofa's going into super load.
4: Yeah, I can't. I I don't like that super load. Lexi, do you do small or large loads?
2: Oh, no. I do big
5: loads.
4: Uh, Shoot. Because I'm the worst kind of person. I wait until almost all my clothes are dirty and uh, then I just do a bajillion loads. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's
3: typical. I do. I it's,
4: think I think Lex is making it hard on herself. It's terrible, I know. But Well, she's
3: you know, she's only twenty three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe when she's, you know, okay, our I need, age she'll I
4: need to speak to you about that defer. later, Lexi. As you okay. should. <laughs> okay,
3: number four. Being vulnerable means taking off our armor.
4: Oh, yes, for mm-hmm. sure.
3: Yeah. Being vulnerable means taking off our armor, going in, not knowing how we'll be received, but putting ourselves out there a little bit anyway.
4: Yes. I mean,
3: I, yes. But again, the slings and arrows of what it is to be alive, you can understand why people would put on that armor. There's a lot of trust involved, trust in yourself that you can absorb those slings and arrows and trust in others that they will not not crush you. Right?
4: Yeah. I don't even know if you can trust people not to crush. I mean,
3: you take your armor off and you go home.
4: Yes. For the people who know you and love you.
3: Right. But in the in the world?
4: Or I mean I obviously I just got back from a trip, so I just I'm thinking of traveling.
3: Oh that armor is on thick.
4: That armor is on thick when you travel because you're with people you don't know. People
3: breaking your seats.
4: Right. People right in your lap, yeah, John.
3: What the heck? You need some armor there for your kneecaps. Go where the energy goes. Someone says the best piece of advice I ever received was go where the energy goes. What is what has good vibes? What makes you feel good about yourself? Head in that direction. That is a recipe for disaster.
4: I think that's a terrible right? that's, piece of advice.
3: That's a recipe for disaster. I'm going for the good vibes always. Well, yeah, I think we. I
4: think we've both done that a lot in our past. <laughs> oh,
3: I got a lot of stories about good vibrations yeah, gone know. bad. Right, that's Falling off sure. a cliff. <laughs> <Do-do-do-do>. <laughs> We're the Beach Boys. I mean, that you know, ended. No, the good vibes, short-lived, mm-hmm. and then you pay the price yep. of the bad vibes.
4: <laughs> a good vibe could turn into a bad vibe. Whoa. <laughs> Surprising oh. quickness.
3: On a dime. Yep. Yeah. Okay, number six, it's not all about you. Yes. Yep. The best piece of, of advice I was given, someone says, when I was in a situation where a tough decision had to be made and it feels personal, I remind myself that it's not always about me and that I'm one piece of a bigger universe that's at play. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Let's well, be a team player.
4: That's pretty elementary.
3: Surrender. Well, you know, you got to tell people that. Right? I guess. Because we live in a world of narcissistic egomaniacs. I guess. Right? Okay, number seven. This is good. Expect yourself to change. Okay. Mm-hmm. We all change every five years or so, more or less. We have to expect ourselves to change and we have to expect people in our lives to change. That little piece of advice has given me a lot of space for room and for growth.
4: Okay, that's good. good. I can go with that.
3: Number eight, when people show you who they are, believe them.
4: Mm. Yes.
3: Mm -hmm. Far too often I've seen us try to recreate what we want people to be only to later find out exactly that they are exactly what they have been demonstrating I mean, you know that yeah, exactly. that's like a, you know, a young dating thing. Yep. Right. Oh, I, I just love that. I just, love, she makes me, uh, and then all of a sudden the roof caves in and you go, but wait a second, I really want her to be,
4: but she's not No. Nah. And she already showed you that she isn't, but you know, so give up on it.
3: That comes just with experience. Hard won, painful experience. Yep. Pace out your self-improvement. What does that mean? Don't be so overly involved with your self improvement. Accept the gifts and abilities that you have, and don't spend so much time trying to develop new ones that you sacrifice your gifts.
4: I don't really know what that means.
3: Pace out your self improvement.
4: Um, Pace out. I, I already gave up sugar, so therefore I don't <laughs> have to. I mean, combat my own racism.
6: That does like. I
4: think we could be on a perpetual path of. <laughs> Some of that stuff you read that you go, you know, but you know, mm. okay, so I'm going to pull out the Christian card here, but that's one of those moments where self-improvement falls flat because what really helps is to realize when you're wrong, confess it Mm -hmm. and repent. That's. That's where it yeah. really ha- that's what self improvement really is, except it's not self improvement. Right, right, right. It's God improving us. That, Thank you, God. That's good. But you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. You think, well, that you know, yeah. taking God out of the equation, that such a, sounds kinda of dumb. I mean, I'm reading
3: from NPR here. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> Final one. It's okay to say, I don't know.
4: Oh yes. Isn't that a
3: good that's a good lesson?
4: And how about maybe realizing that we don't know well, and know. just being humble? in talking to someone else who does but
3: we're raised you know hey don't but you know you should know everybody listen if you to don't me. know it's just a, that humility thing again yeah i don't know i You're just right. i don't have a clue john More I, don't often than not, I don't know i don't know i, I don't know does that make it's, sense
4: it's, I don't think
13: nice. what if i told you you can save a baby's life for just 28 dollars well it's true Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner
14: Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
11: South Point Telecom specializes in electronic chimes for your church or community center. Replace or upgrade your existing bells with affordable, high-fidelity musical carillons. This is Don Hoder with 30 years' experience at South Point Telecom with audio-video systems, office phones, and computer cabling. Phone me now for a quick, affordable price: four one two six four six six two six two, or go to southpointtelecom.com.
0: America is giving away its inventions and technology to China. The Chinese Communist Party he intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. The shocking new movie, Innovation Race, exposes the potential Chinese takeover of 5G and the Internet, threatening America's economic and military security.
3: Dominating technology
0: means you dominate the world itself. Watch the movie, Innovation Race, now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com.
3: Hey, bald uh, Bald eagles are back in the
4: news. Hey. Right?
3: Uh, The female Pittsburgh bald eagle laid her first egg of the season Friday evening at 530. Not that anyone's watching. According to the Audubon Society, the Hayes couple, in their 11th consecutive breeding season, nesting along a steep hillside high above the Monongahela River near the Glenwood Bridge, has successfully raised 18 eaglets over the many years. Quote, they're like an old married couple now, said Annette DeVinney of Monroeville, who, along with her husband Jerry, have been photographing this pair of eagles for more than a decade. These eagles bicker, they redecorate, (laughs) and he still brings her treats. And the birds are not going anywhere. Quote, they've lost their nest three times already, and they continue to rebuild within that 100-yard area on the hillside. The Hayes couple, their first bald eagles for the nest in the city of Pittsburgh uh, in more than 150 years, typically lay two to three eggs spaced several days apart. Both male and females take turn around the clock, incubating incubating the eggs, which hatch around 35 days. Last year, the Hays eagles... um, a female eagle laid three eggs on February 11, 14, and 17, and all three eggs hatched and all three eagles fledged the nest. Isn't that cool? Now, you can see them online. There's a Facebook page um, on Pittsburgh's Cam, uh, YouTube, Pittsburgh Hayes Bald Eagle. Last year, more than 2.4 million people in 50 countries watched the Pittsburgh wow. Bald Eagles via the webcam. Wow. Isn't that cool?
4: We're not giving that family a lot of privacy, are we? No, they don't,
3: they're not really aware, right? They're not really aware. You think? Mhm. I like it. All right, that's really needles. really good.
4: So maybe she'll Do lay more. another egg today and maybe tomorrow. Maybe I, tomorrow, maybe the next day. Have you looked
3: at these this YouTube video?
4: The one from No, the most recent one. It's no. incredible. I bet it is.
3: Seriously, they are so and so gigantic and yeah. so fierce and so beautiful. I yep. mean, it's really worth looking at. The haze. I like how
4: they redecorate. Well, yeah, of course. Gotta spruce up the place.
3: The trees. What the trees? What are damaged or fall down or whatever? So they build a. Can you imagine the size of that nest? No.
4: It's
3: got to be what stretch your arms out that big, right? And they both take turns, and they hang out. I mean, so whenever they're done, do they just go fly away together?
4: I don't know. You mean after they're done raising their yeah. eaglets, I
3: mean, or do they go their separate ways, or are they just are they mating for life?
4: They, I think they've made it for life. I think all eagles made out. for life. Could you? Yeah, I'll bring yeah let's somebody find out. somebody to talk about that.
3: Somebody from the aviary, who yeah, under that or the Devenis here, yeah, right? exactly, I'm photographing them up close, right?
4: Maybe Ralph Crew. Mm-hmm. He's a bird lover.
3: Oh, Ralph, he is mm-hmm. a bird lover. He is. All right, hey, that's our show for the day. Uh, we are not. Someone just talked about us being on Facebook.
4: Yeah. We're not on Facebook anymore. But you, we can are see us on, you can see us on YouTube, streaming live. YouTube at the word Pittsburgh. Or if you missed the live version today, you could always go back and watch it tonight. You can Hi. see
3: us. We're just we're just tuning in live.
2: The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group